Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, feel great, or live longer, better, usually all three. This week I'm going to finish up on the subject of toxins by telling you about some nasty toxins like mold and and heavy metals. And then finally, I'm going to tell you about some tests that are available so you can be proactive and protective of your health. If you go back a few weeks when I interviewed Katrina Foe, who is a functional practitioner who works a lot with cancer patients, she said that all of her cancer patients that she's worked with, only one didn't suffer from mold toxicity. There's no way to know unless you test. So the saying is, don't guess, test. So in the weeks past, I've covered the endocrine-disrupting chemicals, how to do a simple detox, how to enhance your own pathways so you stay ahead of the toxin buildup. I talked about the food toxins, the waterborne toxins. So I think talking about a test is the best way to wrap it up. Going to give you the big tools. I also talked about the importance of enhancing your body's natural detoxification mechanisms and why that's so important. Since we've added over 90,000 chemicals to our environment, and the EPA admits then less than 2% have been adequately tested, if we even know what to test for yet. We need to increase our awareness of what we can do to protect ourselves. Our body was never designed to deal with this level of toxins, We're designed to deal with our own metabolic waste and an occasional naturally occurring toxin, never the amount we're asking our body to do in today's environment. It can be a little overwhelming. My answer to helping our body be more resilient is my heavenly cleanse that goes along with my book on Amazon, Get Out of Hormone Hell, Six Heavenly Steps to Lose Weight, Feel Great, and Reverse Aging. So many of these toxins affect our hormones that influence every aspect of health. It's a simple 10-day cleanse that most anyone can do and feel better. This is all so critically important because we face an unprecedented amount of toxin exposure in our world today, and that exposure increases with each day that passes. These toxins are inflammatory on a cellular level. They are endocrine-disrupting, immune-suppressive, according to all the research, neurotoxic, and cancer-causing that affects every system in the body I can think of and are often one of the root causes of chronic complex illness. If your bucket is full, so to speak, and your toxin burden is high, we've got to find the toxic root cause. And that also helps create a roadmap to healing. The lab panel I use tests 89 different markers for mycotoxins, heavy metals, and environmental toxins in one simple urine collection. Pretty simple and extremely comprehensive. It tests all of these because you can't determine what toxin by symptoms. Mold toxicity 
can have some of the very same symptoms as any environmental toxin. If we didn't test, we could be focusing on the wrong area. It also will show you where the greatest exposure is and the probability if it is current or past. The real scary thing about environmental toxins is they are mostly invisible and we don't know we've come in contact. All the time, I hear farmers say that they've had spray back from some pesticide or herbicide. They didn't really think it meant anything. It was just like water. Too bad it didn't sting like crazy or smell like a skunk, or I think we'd take it more seriously. But broadly speaking, environmental toxins are any substance or organism that can negatively affect our health. Organisms like mold. The effect of exposure to environmental toxins can be countless. And you don't know of the exposure until it becomes a problem. Types of environmental toxins that we've covered in the past few weeks, you've got food and water, you know, kind of like atrazine and levels of arsenic and dioxins and lead and mercury and and those PFAs. And household toxins like asbestos and, and BPA, all the outgassing, the phthalates, the parabens, the radon, the VOCs, the volatile organic compounds from outgassing, air toxins, cigarette smoke, ozone, particulate matter that's in smog or from the wildfires. This week, when I covered the heavy metals and mycotoxins, mold, food, and water damage buildings. You know, if, if you've had floods in your house, boy, it's, it's something to really be testing for. The average person encounters, get this, over 700,000 toxins per day. Kind of mind-blowing. And to further the problem, exposure is unavoidable. And these toxins are not all created equal. Some of them are much worse than others. Some can hit you at just the right time, the right place, and upset the whole apple cart. We need to be equipped with the best tools. And, you know, we absorb toxins from known and unknown and unavoidable sources, like in utero. We came into the world with a boatload of toxins. For example, if your grandmother was exposed to DDT before it was banned in the 70s, you have it in you. This, along with a slurry of other toxins that are considered forever chemicals. Ingestion. You know, you get it from water, from food, all that that we've covered. Inhaling. Walking in smog, running next to a highway, painting your home, burning coal or even treated wood, or absorption through your skin. Skin. I mean, kids play in the grass. You know, was the grass at a park sprayed? You know, they play on a playground that has ground-up tires. You know, that's, that's all that is being taken up. And often, we store it. It's called bioaccumulation. That's the process of accumulation of chemicals in a body that takes place 
if the rate of intake exceeds the rate of excretion. We need to flip that so that excretion is greater than absorption, making sure that all the pathways are clear and your liver is processing properly. You know, you can get a quick exposure or some can be over five years, 10 years, or even decades of working in a factory around certain chemicals. In the news, we've heard about soldiers or people who lived and drank water at Camp Pendleton during certain years. They suffer decades later. Or Agent Orange in Vietnam, festering for decades before people get sick. Long-term exposure can cause a lot of things, from cancer, cognitive delay, autism, ADHD, even in following generations kind of like that DDT, can cause asthma, autoimmune disease, cardiovascular disease. Parkinson's is a big one that doesn't play out for decades after certain exposures. Lots of allergies, chronic pain and inflammation. Obesity is a big one. Infertility is a big one. Alzheimer's. Fibromyalgia is a syndrome where a lot of these toxins are the cause. Eczema. Chronic fatigue. You know, and that is part of what we call mitochondrial dysfunction. It's kind of like where the powerhouse of the cell just gets sick, can't work. So why are some people more at risk than others? You know, we're designed to tolerate small doses and able to remove them. But if the bucket starts to fill to the point that resilience fades, that's when it hits you. Some of these factors we can control, some we can't. Some of them are age, as you get older, you got to get wiser. Gender, women tend to be less tolerant. You know, we had to be a little more tolerant to be able to carry a pregnancy, which is somebody else. So our tolerance for, you know, other things have to be a little higher. Diet has to be really important. Fast food, eating junk food, no matter how tasty, isn't any way to be healthy. Genetics, lucky, some people win the genetic lottery. Others, my hand is raised, are the canaries in the mine shaft. We just need to be more careful. Epigenetics, things in your environment, whether you're taking certain medicines like NSAIDs, um, what your stress is like. You know, and there's a lot of environmental exposures that put you more at risk. And how your body's working. Is, is your digestive system great? Your kidney, your livers, your respiratory, we talked about all that keeping all those pathways working great so that excretion is better than absorption. All these factors together can create balance or the perfect storm. You know, and there's other things. Exposure to certain chemicals like bisphenols and phthalates and pesticides, all of those can have an effect on the actual gut microbes, on those little bacteria that live in the gut. And I have to say, the gut is probably the driving force. Hippocrates, around 400 BC, had it right, and we still quote him as saying, all disease begins in the gut. It is the engine that makes everything work. Toxins can ruin the gut. And it's like this trickle-down effect. It Toxins can decrease good bacteria, you know, specifically pesticides and phthalates, 
glyphosate, and it can prevent you from dealing with toxins. But if you have plenty of the good bacteria, like plantarum and rhamnosus, it can neutralize a lot of toxins. So good gut bacteria is paramount. That's why in my Heavenly Cleanse, we spend the first few days healing the gut before we go deeper. Gut is hit hard by toxins, but so is the reproductive system in both men and women. Endometriosis, PCOS, those EDCs, the endocrine disrupting chemicals are huge. BPA, yes ma'am, but all the bisphenols. If something is plastic, put it back on the shelf. It's not doing any of us any good. PCOS, you know those parabens? 90% of all grocery items have paraben. Yeah, it's still used. So we've, we've got to do a better job. We need to detoxify these out because that is what is going to be the key at improving hormone regulation. The science is eventually going to catch up, but EDCs are often where the disease begins. That's the last piece of the puzzle that will be key. With PCOS, weight gain, hormones, insulin resistance, EDCs, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, may be the key. Now I just want to touch a bit on mold and those mycotoxins, those mold toxins. Oh, my brother and his family had black mold in his house, and it caused such sickness they had to move out for months while the house was totally reclaimed. Okay, mold will also shed metabolites that trigger different and erratic immune responses, causing systemic inflammation. You know, a lot of times, Lyme disease, people can't get over it because there's an underlying mold problem that is hindering the immune system. Hashimoto's and other autoimmune can be also triggered by mold. Mold creates the perfect storm for immune system dysfunction. Most mold people have runny noses, but not always. Sometimes the only symptom can be chronic pain, and it doesn't stop there. It can be asthma. Mold can even cause cancers. Mold can be immunosuppressive. You can catch every little bug that goes around. It can be inflammatory. It can be estrogenic, fueling cellular proliferation and be pro-cancer. Mold isn't something you want to ignore. Do you see it in the basement, in your shower? Do you live in an old farmhouse? I'd say it's time to test. Mycotoxins hide. They're really small, kind of like fog. Enters right into your lugs, goes into the bloodstream, and then it hides in the fat cells, leading to what we call mold illness. You know, I test and use this for toxins, mold, and heavy metals, because five people in the same house can have different exposures because we all are a different host environment. You've got to test, don't guess. Heavy metals, especially in kids, we really need to be testing for all these things. You know, they're hard to find. They hide in the tissues and they build up. Kind of hard to find mercury. It's in the brain. It's not necessarily in the bloodstream. Conditions of mold and heavy metal kind of overlap, and they can affect every system in the body. You can have neurological systems, 
memory. You can have uh, ataxia. You can have tremors. You can have respiratory system symptoms. You could have cardiovascular or even other blood symptoms like anemias that are caused from heavy, heavy metals. Um, lots of GI system symptoms. You can have skeletal systems, osteoporosis. You know, lead and calcium really can affect the osteoporosis and your bone mineral density. Dermatology symptoms and renal and hepatic symptoms, reproductive systems. Tests are going to help you identify and remove exposure. It's going to help guide treatment protocols. You can always start with healing the gut and clearing out the pathways for detoxification. And it isn't overnight. Most programs are going to take about six months to really go deep. But over the last few weeks, we've done a pretty darn deep dive into environmental toxins, how to avoid toxins. And now if you want to take a deeper dive, reach out and we can begin your health journey together. As always, you can listen to this show again on my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.